All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Another episode, Real Life Podcast. We're sitting here in a sweltering, sweltering room at Little Brick. I got Jay Downton. I got Bag Milk. I got Chris Chalmers here. I got Nation Dan. There is one eye on the World Cup. Where England versus Colombia. England versus Cologne, I believe. C-O-L is Cologne. <laughs> Bartolo Cologne's team. Versus Eng. And they are tied 1-1. And I say, who cares? I would like to be watching highlights of the 2013 Oilers season, but apparently I was overruled. It's into extra, extra, extra time. Extra, extra, extra time. Yeah, it's seconds away from each. penalty kicks right now, isn't it? Unbelievable. We should what just do play-by-play. Play. Since you brought up World Cup, what have you watched less of? World Cup or NHL playoffs? Oh, I like World Cup. I, I really want to get into soccer. Like, I love it. I love the idea of it. I love the idea of hooliganism. I love everything. My issue is these guys like Neymar rolling around. It's crazy. Like 12 rolls. I can't like, I think he's still rolling. Slightly tapping guys and they just yard sale all I over. I can't deal with this culture of diving. I just think they're such pussies. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. It's awful. Super odd. It's I awful. The, I think the Colombians are going to have the edge if this goes longer. They got the stamina or you know maybe some of the 
Diego Maradona juice. Oh my god! <laughs> to keep him did going. you see him in the stands? Oh, was... And did you see the guy like slide him drugs? Did you see that? Yeah, they gave yeah. the old get out drug yeah. handshake. So the guy like goes up, <laughs> gives him the high five. Maradona points at a guy, and then like twenty minutes later, he's gone to sleep because apparently now cocaine is a sedative for him. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, he needs to take it. It's to the go only down. way yeah. he had to go home and have like a. What do you say? Like the doctor came and gave him a procedure, and then he had to leave. Yeah, he gets his heart checked like in the middle of the game. He looked like he was going to pass out. In that well, yeah, because he's had heart issues for a long time. From doing a lot of cocaine, I'm yeah. imagining. Yeah. Can't we get Maradona a new heart? Hasn't he done enough for sport that he merits a heart donor? Well, he's the Brett Hall of World Cup soccer because wow. he scored the winning goal with what's called the hand of God. The hand of God. Yeah. And Brett Hall has obviously scored that goal in the crease. The toe of God. The toe of God. Yeah. Yes. Just shows why winning a World Cup is so important to these guys. You can pretty much do anything you want. Oh, forever. 30 years later. Forever. Do yeah. you think that Russia is trying to rig shit, Chalmers? I mean, I always think Russia is trying to rig shit. How do you... Who did they beat the other day? Spain? They beat Spain. Spain. Yeah. And they only had like control the ball like 1% of the time or some shit. How do you convince the Spaniards to throw a game? I don't think you convince the Spaniards to throw it. I think it's all about the refs. And I think uh-huh. that there's so many bizarre things that happen in a game. Yeah. Just calls, quick calls. And it can, like, seriously change the outcome of the game. Do you rig a game with the carrot or the stick? Do you go to the ref and say, here's 100,000 euro in a bag? Or is it like, this is gone to your child? Well, with those guys, you know, anybody in professional <laughs> sports, if you, if you do it once, and I think you do it with the carrot first. Like Poots you, card. Yeah, you no. do it with, like, a ton of money. And then once they do it once, now you could just basically say, you're doing it again, or we're going to expose you, and now you don't have to pay them anything. So Amazing. a big investment right off the bat could pay off for years i think the kgb should do summer camps and i think they should let normal people go there and just learn how to get your way with people and be like why is bag milk so cutthroat now negotiating for what we order for lunch oh he went to kgb summer camp last year i mastered throat slashing <laughs> do you want to win your men's league uh or beer league finals this year yeah. come to kgb summer camp exactly it's a guarantee no, your, son, your son need to win you know his u7 soccer league you're meeting the referee outside River Cree an hour early to threaten him. I want to give some fun facts of this game because I pulled it up on the internet. So Russia had 21% possession. So 20% of the game, Russia had the ball. 79% uh, Spain had the ball. Spain had nine shots on goal <laughs> and scored once with 24 shot attempts. Russia hit the net once and it was because it was a penalty kick. So they got one penalty kick to get their only shot on net for which they scored. So then they tied and then somehow stayed alive and uh, won in penalty kicks. Did you do it with the refs? And you have to give the Russian goalie credit because that last save was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I think Putin's gotten to the point now where he's like the tooth fairy and we're just blaming him. Well, you don't really blame the tooth fairy, but he's, he's everywhere, but he's nowhere at the same time. It's like Putin's rigging this and he's got Trump in his pocket and he's fixed the World Cup, but he also did this. I don't think he's doing like half this shit. I think he's reached legendary international status of supervillain, like Lashif. You don't think there's smoke, there's fire deals with him? Oh, for sure. But I don't think he could be possibly responsible for half the shit he's being given credit for doing right now. Like, who has the time? Feat. Who, who has, has the time? time? Who has the time the... to run Russia, rig the World Cup, rig the Olympics, get Neil Yakupov back to the KHL? Who has the time? Doesn't take long to rush, rule Russia when everybody else is kind of doing it for you on fear, do you think? Oh, I think Russia would be the hardest country to run. Why? Because it's so big. Oh, so, many so big, so ethnically diverse, surrounded on all sides by crazy. Like, I had a period two years ago where I was all about reading Putin books. 
<laughs> and like when he took over the country, he like they were selling arms out of military bases because the military hadn't been paid sometimes in years. Really? So you could just <laughs> wheel up to like CFB Cold Lake and be like, hello, may I have an anti-aircraft battery? And they're like, would you like it to go? And then away you go. Cool. Right? That is cool. I learned about like like dictators are horrible. No question, right? And, like, horrible, horrible things happen under dictators, right? But it's weird to see, like, Iraq, for example, which is a thousandfold worse off now. Way worse, yeah. Than they were back in the day. And, like, what is the solution in these situations? If if Putin wasn't in charge, I wonder who would be in charge. Then I wonder what would the world actually look like. They certainly wouldn't be having the time to rig the World Cup. No. But I it, hope is, they are. it is also interesting that they've had, like, the Olympics, the World Cup, like, so close together. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Sochi was what? Four years ago? That was 2014. Yeah. They're making use of the Sochi infrastructure again. Right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. There's like the that, I can see that being rigged. Getting a World Cup is literally one of the most rigged processes in the yeah. world. Oh, for sure. You like, should have saw what Canada had to do. <laughs> oh, man. When I was in Switzerland, I was walking down the street, and like everything in Switzerland's so shady, right? Like it's just the weirdest place. Yeah. And they, they have cities built into mountains with like hospitals and schools that should Swiss people have to like run into the mountains. They could just live underground forever, right? And I saw the FIFA headquarters. I do not need to know anything more. What than was it like? It's like behind this huge gate, hidden way back. There's no interpretive center. Like it's not open to the public. It is a place of secrets. The whole country is a place of secrets. And when I looked at, it, I was like, "Yeah, FIFA's probably rigged." And <laughs> sure, shit, it was right. Like if you're buying yourself like a giant palace in the middle of, I think it was in Zurich or Bern. Like you're not necessarily not corrupt. Well, when the guy got uh, reelected as the president of. FIFA. Yeah. He gave probably one of the greatest speeches of all time. He's an old, old guy, and he just basically said, I am the boss of FIFA. I am now the boss of all of you. You love me. Thank you. Oh. He's just that like, doesn't sound like a dictator. No, I mean, <laughs> but who would be his... in charge if he wasn't there? That's what I ask, yeah. I apparently rubber stamp every dictatorship on Earth simultaneously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of Russians, boys. Speaking of Russians, what about my dog, Nail Yakupov, Yak City, today, going back to the cake? Going back to the cave. I want to talk about this a lot. Bagged milk, please proceed. One-year deal with St. Petersburg of the KHL. Our boy Yak played only 350 games in the NHL. Um, I'm bummed for him. I wrote about it on July 1st. I was kind of hoping, who knows where he was going to end up, but I was hoping somebody was going to give him a chance based solely on just how great of a person he is. I still think there's some skill there, properly slotted, a lot of power play time, maybe third line kind of thing, but it sucks. I just remember that first year of Yak when he first got here and he was bouncing around in practice, riding his stick after goals and inter-squad games. And we were just looking at this kid like, fuck, man, he's full of life, loves the game, loves everything about this. And then they just sucked the life out of him. Akins came in the year after, benched him four games in, and he was never really the same. I'm not going to blame it all on Akins. Plenty of it has to go on Yakupov himself, but I don't think the others had a good development plan for him. And I think it fucked him in the long run. Jay, you're rolling your eyes, but I remember how excited you and I both were when he got drafted. We thought we had our new Pavel Bure. Well, it, yeah, no, it's I'm not, it's not necessarily rolling my eyes. It's it's like bag milk, you know, hit the nail on the head. Like we we kind of killed his ex, the excited kid a little bit after yeah. that first season, and I think uh, for him to perform, he needs to be that. If you're going to start reining him in and uh, have him be a responsible defensive player. Uh, that's going to kill his game, and it did. Um, not saying that if you just left him surely in the offense, uh, in offense mode, that he would have been a fantastic NHLer. 
but you might be able to get more out of it. You know, so we ship him away. He goes to Ken Hitchcock, and he's defensive-minded. They have issues with him, and then the Avs take a flyer on him. And he, he kind of started producing... He had nine goals. Right off the bat. Um, but I think they had kind of the same thing. Because he doesn't have all the elements to his game. He doesn't. No. He's an offensive guy. He can shoot the puck really hard, really quick. Yeah, nine goals in 58 games, though. That's not great. He no, was just like a great. guy that had his pants on fire, man, and you couldn't contain him. Like he just looked out of control yeah. at all times. And I loved his enthusiasm too, but enthusiasm doesn't pay the bills in no. pro sports. That's you can true. have all the enthusiasm in the world, and if your skill level can't keep up with it, it just doesn't matter. The one thing about Yak <laughs> is that he looked like he was going so fast at any so given fast. moment, but he wasn't really moving that fast. That was like just Everything was moving so fast, like his, all his body parts, but he wasn't actually physically moving that fast. That was like the Ray Ferraro quote where it looks like he's being chased by bees. Yes. I, I always had a soft spot for the kid. You would hear the stories where he's buying homeless people food and he's giving away clothes and stuff. And I was just like, man, I was really pulling for it to work out. But, you know, like you said, Chalmers, unfortunately, being a nice guy doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> no. I think you got to think about this when you're drafting players, right? So you're the oil. It's 2012. You've got a lot of things going for you. And you have first pick overall again. If you don't think you have the strength of organization to take an oddball character in, do not draft the guy from the Urals of Russia who literally was riding a yak prior to the draft and bring him in, right? Look at a guy like uh, Kane going to San Jose, right? Not, not a great... Sorry, not Kane. Yeah, Vander Kane. Yeah, Vander Kane. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Vander Kane. He was doing the push-ups with the money, doing the money phone in Vegas. And San Jose figures they've got an organization that can bring in some troubled characters. San Jose has brought somebody else in, too, who's got some issues. I don't know. Didn't they bring in somebody else to go with Kane? I really should be looking at these things before I start talking, but that's fine. <laughs> if you don't think you have the ability to take a retreaded project like that or a bit of a character and, and, and build around him, don't pick him. It's not like all of a sudden people are like, wait a minute. I'm starting to think Neil Yakupov isn't from Bonnie Dune. I'm starting to think this guy's from an entirely different... What? He has an entirely different religion? What? He doesn't really fit in if all you do is go to the bar and party? Well, we should allow him to be ostracized. Yeah. I will never forget the time. Derek Roy. Remember the year he was the Yak Whisperer? Of course. And it was like the first guy who actually had any sort of like camaraderie with yeah, Yakupov. Yeah, bromance. Took him under his wing. Yeah. Right? And Roy is like a largely forgettable player. He's a role player. And it's not like they were going to have to sign him to Big Wood. I'm down at the old arena looking for half-drank beers in the downstairs Air Canada Club. Finding none. And I'm standing when the players came in. They used to have that walkway to the dressing room. Walk of doom. Yak, Yak comes off the ice. I think he's like second star. I think this is like his last year as, the Oiler, as an Oiler. Maybe the year before that. The year that he got with Roy. And Roy came off, and he saw Yak, and he stood there two feet away from me, and he just said to him, like, you had such a good game. You did such a good job today. And you could tell Yak was one of those guys. Now, maybe he's crazy. I have no idea. But you could tell he was, like, very much benefiting from somebody taking an interest in him. Yep. And they let Roy go for nothing. Same with Todd Nelson, though. I remember hearing a story. I don't, I don't remember who told me the story. I want to say Gregor, because chances are it probably was where Todd Nelson came up. He was the interim coach there, whatever. And then he called Yak up to his office. And word on the street was that Yakupov went into the office all tense, thinking he's going to get shit again. And Todd Nelson just said, hey, man, I just wanted to get to know you a little bit, see how you're doing, gave him a hug. And you could kind of feel the tension release from him, which was also the Derek Roy year, which was 
2014-15. Weird. Oh my god, is that the year when he caught fire in the stretch? Yeah, did down the down the last half, and then they signed Yak to the two-year deal, and we was like, okay, maybe he's turning a corner. Maybe he's found something. It was Derek Roy was a big part of that. Same if you have Wilson. to keep Derek Roy around to make sure that your first draft pick overall doesn't go to the KHL and lose him for nothing. Well, the Oilers are so bad at that. I mean, look at what the Islanders do with Matt Barzell. They get him a life coach who is not involved with the organization to teach him how to be a pro, yeah. how to handle his money, yes. how to, you know, what to eat. Perfect. I could use a similar coach. If you know I the guy's number, maybe I'll give him a shot. See what <laughs> But the others don't do any of that shit. And then we went, and then we're like, oh, oh, he was a new dig. Uh oh. And then it's just like, whatever. And the revolving door. How many coaches did Yak have in his four years here? Four? Kruger, Nelson, Eakins. Yeah, and then he had Todd for and a then he, bit. And then he had Todd, yeah, four. So you got a guy coming over with a lot of culture shock, although he did, and this is why you and I were so excited, Jay. He went to Sarnia when he could have played anywhere to like become accustomed to the North American game. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. We were jacked. Yeah. We were jacked about that. He lit it play. up, lit scored it up. all the goals, all the goals. I remember him taking heat too, like right when they drafted, because he wasn't really speaking to the media all that much, because his English wasn't all the best. Yeah, he's from fucking Russia. Like, exactly. Come on, and not Moscow. This is the other thing that drives me nuts. He's from an unpronounceable word. I'm not even going to give it a shot. But he's from oh, the come Republic on, give it a of shot. Tartarstan, which yeah. is a republic within Russia. <laughs> yeah. So I believe it's a, a Muslim republic. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Well, so he's Muslim. Yeah, Remember the video of him in the stands praying before the game? And I was like, holy fucking shit. This is really some multicultural stuff going on here. Never saw that again. Yeah. So with all that in mind, can we safely say that Yakupov is the biggest bust in the NHL? Like biggest bust number one draft pick overall? Of overall, all time? Oh, of no, all time. Surely no. not. Patrick no. Stefan? We've he done is, worse. You know what? He does. The Oilers have done worse. Well, who's the worst first overall pick? England's going to the World Cup, oh, boys. He was oh, no, four. No, no, oh, he wasn't, he wasn't first overall. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he was yeah. four. England's going to the World Cup. They're in the World Cup. No, but... They go to play Sweden. <laughs> they go to play Sweden now. They're yeah. staying in the World They're Cup. They're staying in the Svenska's World Cup. Finale? So, we don't think he is, because he is right now running a 0.38 goal points per game. Who it is? Yakupov. Yakupov's yeah. 350 games played in the NHL yeah. is the fewest of any first overall pick ever. Wow. So, Stefan has more. It's definitely... He's in the conversation, unfortunately. I gotta say, it's definitive at this point. So you go back to that draft. What do you do? You take Murray? Well, I, in hindsight, like, like actually looking at who was in that draft. Yeah. Well, you have. So here's the top four: Yakupov, <laughs> Ryan Murray, who's you know a good defenseman, but he's injury prone. Galchenyuk, his who is, teammate, who is his teammate, who's going for a reclamation project in Phoenix. Griffin Reinhardt, amazing. I don't amazing. need to say anything more about <laughs> that dud. Uh, Why, more, how bad can he be? He was traded for two first round drafts. Jaw Warrior Morgan Riley. He Amazing. would have been. He would have been worthy. Like Hampus Lindholm worthy. Matthew Dumba, who played with the Nuge. I love Dumba. Um, Derek that is Pouliot, an underwhelming but, draft, right? Well, there. the big names that came from that draft. Well, I wouldn't say underwhelming. Phil, I'd say Philip Forsberg probably in hindsight would be your number one pick. So you're getting to the good ones, and you're you were already at eight. Yeah, and like Jacob Truba went nine. So in so so the notable names in that draft, I think, are um, Riley, Lindholm, Dumba, Truba, uh, Forsberg, uh, Thomas Hurdle, Thomas Hurdle, Tom Wilson. Like I'm not saying he's a first overall. Tom, Tom Wilson. Tom Man. Wilson. Yeah, he went at 16. <laughs> Looking then, at the Oilers draft from 2012, their best pick in that draft because their second round pick at 32. Overall was Mitch Morose. Didn't play a fucking game close to the NHL. Great job. 
Uh, Juge are at their third round pick. Oh, the he's, Juge. He's oh. arguably their best pick from that draft. Who was second? Sorry? And we also have we also Mitch have Pontus Aberg, who mm. we did not draft, but was uh, number thirty seven in that year's draft. <laughs> Look at this idiot playing for the Rangers, Cristobal Boo Nieves. He's like, hey, 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 hey! Before you draft me, call me Boo. <laughs> All right, let's go to a break, boys. We'll be back after this real life podcast. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Righan Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Righan is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Righan in your liquor store and visit RighanDistillery.com. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our good friends at Righan Distilleries. Delicious, delicious nation vodka available for sale online and in the liquor stores. I had a couple myself over the Canada Day long weekend. I, I saw drinking... a picture of you from that Canada Day weekend. <laughs> the very elusive Wanye pick. That is because I was drunk. And mm-hmm. a friend of mine took a photo of me talking to the Edmonton police who showed up at our Canada Day party, not due to anything untoward, but because my sister had gone to the trouble of blocking off the street with permits and whatnot. Which is the coolest thing I've ever heard for a block party. Cool. I don't know how she knew you could do it. She must be the mayor or something. But this officer drove up, and I was already in full Canada Day mode. And he was so nice. He gave me, like, removable tattoos for kids and shit. And How um, many did you put on? Uh, none, none. But a friend of mine was visiting from Mexico. And she said, that is the most Canadian thing I've ever seen in my life. Because <laughs> you were wearing a McDavid jersey, as you do. I was wearing a McDavid jersey, talking to the police in front of a Canadian flag in the nicest way ever. And then he gave me removable tattoos and bounced. A pleasant exchange with the police. So then I says to myself, well, that's a nice picture. You can't see my face. I'm going to post that thing. And that's why you saw me. I did. I saw you. I retweeted it. I liked it. There you go. Wanye in the wild. In the wild. You don't see it often. Nope. Friend of the podcast, the EPS. EPS. Creep me out of hair. There was some some lady, I think, on the comments. She's like, I've spent lots of time looking for what your face looks like. And I'm like, well, that does not sound good. I'm <laughs> going to call my grandma and have her come pick me up from the Canada Day party. Yeah, yeah. How was it? Cornhole? Was Cornhole back? Was oh, it oh we brought it back. Cornhole. Yeah. Let's talk about so it. So Wanye was the star of Cornhole. And any team he played for won. You couldn't beat him. Wasn't wearing glasses. He was glasses. single-handedly carrying him. Yeah, wasn't wearing glasses, just wearing shades. Drunk. In the moment, though. Feeling. We had lightweight bags this year because a lot of the, uh, the heavier bags are usually used ripped. So there was a lot of asterisks yeah. on the board. I'll tell mm-hmm. my mother-in-law about that. Oh, she made the bags? She made those bags. Oh, yeah. they've they've. Uh... She just didn't get the sewing down properly. Well, Your mom just... made the old bags? Well, my mother-in-law. Sorry. Yeah, so what I did was I bought, like, because you're using the Oilers. Yeah, cornhole boards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the one, so that what we did was we bought jean material from like Fabric yes, Land, yes, that's what that was. and we took the we made uh, four with the dark side out and four with the light side out. So what I got her to do was sew the three sides, dump the popcorn seeds in, and then sew the fourth side right. from the outer edge. Right, and that never held up. They would always rip. Well, yeah, it did last. I mean, how many stuff. years did we get out of those? Oh, things? yeah, no, probably got like six or seven years out of it. And beanbag age, that's like oh, 100. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's I like, made those things six years ago? That's like thir- That's like 50 or 60 human years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it. Of play. So that's, that's a good career. And they had the good weight. Yeah. Yeah, these light ones, because it was a little bit windy on uh, on Sunday there. So if there, if a little gust came in, you'd have to factor that in. So, so wait, you like the light ones or the dark, or the heavier ones? The heavier right? ones. Heavier oh, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Much yeah. better. Well, they stay on the board. and The other ones did too, but they they slide off easier. Well, we made those regulation size. 
Oh, wow. eight or sixteen ounces. I Regulation don't size. <laughs> right. I, I searched like four different places really? to find out. Oh yeah, man. Size and weight. Size and weight. Oh wow. Oh, Details yeah. matter. Details. I'm so Details. happy that well, it was yelled out at Canada. This is peak athleticism for Wanye right now. <laughs> this is the best performance I've ever seen. Mandizi said that, which was rude slash nice. I'm so glad I made the podcast. I'm doing very well this week. This is going well. <laughs> this Speaking, is Wanye's week. Yeah, this is my it's my, my moment in the sun. Now, I have it written down in my notes here, dinky signings. And I don't mean that the oil actually signed a penis, although everybody on the Oilers has a penis. I suppose it's moderately accurate. I don't like everybody giving Chirelli mad props for having no money and getting garbage when we're in a goddamn cash crunch because of his stupidity other years. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, congratulating the arsonist for calling the fire department after he lights your house on fire. Yeah, or a paint, guy who painted himself into a corner and then giving him credit for not burning the house down. Yeah, it's what he did do was find some good deals with the limited space he had. Unfortunately, like you said, he uh, didn't put the team in a good spot. Leafs are out there pulling in $11 million Tavari. Yeah. And we're Multiple Tavares is this? We're going with a $1.1 million Brodziak. Welcome home, son. Well, I'm glad he's back. I was so so upset when we gave him away to Minnesota for a fourth round pick. I thought it was stupid. And then he went to like and had like a forty or fifty point season thereafter. Um, you know, but we're getting him back at thirty four years old. Didn't so, I read something though where where Chirelli was like, Yeah, we'll be good. Like not as good as two years ago, good. I've got that as my worst of the week. That quote, <laughs> I've got it because I could not believe he said that out loud in front of microphones. Why would this motherfucker get into Harvard? I got it kind of in the sense that last year, all oh, the expectations were too high. Well, he's just no expectations this year. We will have a hockey team. That is the second <laughs> stupidest thing I've seen or heard an Oilers GM say since Mac T's pre-Connor lottery. Remember that post-season press conference Mac T did? Mac T had some beauties. Where he was did he just get like, mad at everybody? All the fans. Yeah, and he's like, well, you know what? We're not <laughs> looking good next year, basically. Like, he came out of his post, like, prior to the Connor lottery, basically being like, we are fucked forever. Second only to that is Chia. Out of the gate, now, in the first year of Connor's big deal, being like, not only did we burn his entry-level contract, it's not looking good next year. Yeah, it's year four of McDavid, and he's going with that. My sister was wearing a Harvard hat on Canada Day. Was she? For reasons. I should get her a Yale hat. That's what I said. I got very mad at her and I said, I know you're pretending to be an Ivy League student or graduate, (laughs) but this is bullshit because Harvard is a bullshit school. That's why Gates and Zuckerberg dropped out and Peter Torelli stuck around because it is a bullshit factory. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. The Oilers are going to be better this season. Sure. Oh, Connor won't have the zombie Without a shadow of a doubt. I don't know what the fuck Torelli is thinking or saying by... Putting that out he's in the trying universe. to create low expectations. He's trying to do like a double negative Harvard. situation yeah. where if I, yeah. Oh, fuck I'm doing here. this so we're actually better. And he's like conditioning us. It was weird. Yeah. Just, just this like, 1984 fucking bullshit Ministry of Truth stuff ain't going to work on yeah, me. Yeah, no double We're going to fucking light the league on fire this year. Can somebody explain to me why I should be excited about Tobias Raider? How do you say it? He's yeah. a very good depth player uh for what he got so two and million we let him get deal. away years ago and now we got him back closing the see league. i literally don't even know who this person is the oilers uh steve tabellini traded tobias reader for kale kessie in i think may of 2013 i wow. looked that up that is not a player who is kale kessie not a thing he now makes sandwiches and he does a very good job <laughs> from what i've told i've been told i'm sure he's a very nice man but tobias reader though for what he got a one-year deal two million bucks still restricted free agent next year 
that's a good depth signing for probably a third line. He can play all three forward positions. Yeah. And he can keep our grumpiest player happy, maybe, by having a friend, a German Luch? friend. No, Dreisaitl. Uh, Dreisaitl. You yeah, can see I, the grump in his eyes. You don't think he's grumpier oh, than Luch? Oh, I've heard, I've heard that he's grumpy. Jesus. Yeah. He never makes a smile or has a smile on his face. I just can't. I just, I literally cannot stand him. They're Germans, man. That's what That's drives what I mean, to succeed. But, exactly. But, but that <laughs> maybe now he can have Misery like... Misery of never being yeah. good enough. I think you could bring in David Hasselhoff at his prime to sing for him every game. He'd oh, they grumpy. should do that. They love Hasselhoff. They love the Hoff. I actually really like the Reader signing Me because too. it addresses two things where we lacked, especially last year, speed. People need Tobias. Yeah, we, we, our Tobias count was our way Toby too low. Our Toby quote, yeah, <laughs> way too low. Toby yeah. Peterson. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, he brings speed and he can kill penalties. These were things we both... We couldn't do and didn't have last year. So well, that's the theory good. of Brodziak, too. Is like he's a good bottom six. He can kill. Yeah, players. good face-off guy. And he's supposed to be great in the room. Good glue, man. Good glue. Well, you know, Alberta boy, you know, played for the Moose Jaw Warriors. You know, you know how I... Uh, so are you going to get a Brodziak in. jersey? No, never. <laughs> good. No, never. <laughs> never. No, there's only two Moose Jaw Warrior jerseys I will ever own. I feel like you now. guys are burying the Jet lead move, maybe. I feel like there's something underlining there, too. You guys are burying the lead here by not acknowledging uh, Kevin Gravel. I actually don't mind that one, either. Depth signing. I think that, that, that that's a that's a low risk, I think high reward potential. I think I think there's some reward. high reward, but to me potential would... high reward. It could be how how what's the high reward? Because he's young and he's still developing, and this guy could be like a four, five, six guy. So if you sign him now and he can actually be like a staple, <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna learn his name. He had but, uh, not even gonna learn it. Like Corey Glenn Curtis. I don't know. I don't like who is this guy. He had uh, three points in 16 games last year. And week. I know I said it wrong. Gravel. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> I just don't understand why the Oilers didn't keep uh, Eric Griba if they're going to go ahead with Kevin Gravel. But that's... who is the guy who I, I would Smitty and is named after him again? Uh, Ryan, Ryan McLeod. McLeod. That name I will remember. This yes. other chap, no dice. I think, I think like, yeah, the, the Griba departure still is dumbfounded to me. But if, if, if Gravel is a faster skater... Because that's, that's, that's where Griba kind of loses the game. He's a big guy, and his speed sometimes, you know, that's where they, they expose him. Great mustache. Oh, just an unbelievable dude. Great oh. barbecuer. Grail master. But uh, if Gravel skating is, uh, is it, we call him Gravel, Gravel, Gravel. I, I, I text my boy Reed, and he said it's a long, long ending, Gravel. Gravel, okay. Because so, I said his name is fucking gritty, and we love that shit. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about him, but if, if, if he's still developing, and he's put up okay numbers. I'm going to save you the brain space. Do not learn about this motherfucker. I don't care. If we didn't have a $2.5 million backup goalie who's completely unproven, <laughs> maybe we could have gone out and done something in that free was agency. A, that was a bad one. Gee, I like, wonder where our money went. Let me look. Oh, that's an interesting gamble to take when it's completely unnecessary. Because there's guys like Peter Morazic. That sign is a backup for 1.5. But why don't we go off grid and get a guy who's never been proven to be shit and throw NHL starter money at him? Well, and, yeah. And, and yeah, that's I went to Harvard. And then, go, and then go draft two goalies. We go draft. Well, no, two, I can see that because the draft but, goalies are going to take a while to. But yeah, and we got Hayden Hockey. We got Hayden Hockey. Which is a great name. With a name I, like I, that, I, I he has to be good. I hope he's loving hockey. His actual Johnny last Shutter, name is well, Hockey. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's spelled like H A W K E E. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take that, Johnny Jot Hockey. We got Hayden Hockey. Legit. It drives me insane because you look at the gaps, like, and it's been beaten to death. But we'll just give it one last kick before we move on. What do we trade Hall for? 
One, Adam Larson. I still think it's and an you okay could, And you could argue Milan Lucic. Somehow. Made space for him. But You're the others could have had both. Helping, anyway, go ahead. Yes, <laughs> yes, they did get Lucic. <laughs> and then we traded Eberly. For Ryan Strom. Who is a drip. Even I, though I can win a chance to meet him with my MNBA MasterCard, or the fuck that is. That's no, true. No, thank you. Hmm. I just don't feel like we're getting over the hump of like, oh, okay, now our core is good and we can start adding depth. Well, it's like... It's like they're constantly backfilling for stupidity. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I read this article on LighthouseHockey.com, which is about the Islanders, I believe. And it talked about this guy who had been tracking all the John Travares will never go to the Leafs stories. And he reminded me of me. And then he talked about how they basically sat there and watched the Islanders screw up John Tavares' career. They did. And then last year, when arguably you load up just to show Tavares that you're serious, and they sat on their hands. And that reminded me of our good friend Chia last year not addressing penalty-killing issues. He didn't address anything. Anything. Well, it's just like this year. He's just like in the press conference that we talked about. They were shocked or somebody's like, well, you haven't made any improvements to the defense. Are you comfortable with that? Oh, yeah. Last year, everybody's talking about how bad the defense was, how they need to be better. It's the exact same. It's the same thing this year. And we're just plugging holes with little fingers in the dike. Not women, but a damn. (laughs) (laughs) And everything's got a double entendre challenge. That's right. You got to be careful in 2018. these days. You got to totally. not. Ready for that one. Totally. Uh, uh, well, I said it. And I'm like, I don't uh, know. Everybody knows it's know. keeping your finger in the Dutch in the, boy. The, the little Dutch boy. What? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> so it wasn't a great weekend. Dinky was... signings. I stand by my note. Yeah, this is all junk. Oh, definitely dinky. But I think they, there is some positive impact to take from them. Uh, so if Connor can go out and get 120 points, they'll probably be okay. Have you seen that episode of Simpsons where they're running low on dough and Marge and Homer ask the kids to come up with ideas to save money. And Lisa goes around and takes all the little bars of soap and presses them into a new bar and brings yep. it to the table. That is basically the Oilers strategy year on year on year on year. It's just like, well, we burned all our good dough and we screwed up all our reclamation projects. So here's three new names to get excited about. I refuse to get excited about any of these people. Well, and to take it a step further, there's uh, Dan had something up on the nation today about Jesse Pugliarvi is already on a short leash, apparently. Let's in the keep middle of the summer? these guys in. Let's keep rushing them in. The AHL is not for Oilers prospects. That is for other teams to develop. And then wonder why they fail. And then blame it on the player and start again. So here's the direct quote from Oilers now from Dan's article. It's up at Oilers Nation. Well, it's simple for Pugliarvi. If he doesn't gain some traction at some point, he may be finding himself having a new address. Because I think the Oilers are going to have to make a decision on him. Now, Now, is this Bob Stoffer being full of crap and just saying stuff? Well, we don't know, right? This is why I do not listen to local radio. Oh, you got to listen to local radio. July 4th. 1260. And this is... Yeah, I just can't take it, man. Like he, it's the middle of the summertime. Yeah, it's remember you're talking argument. to the Oilers Nation guys, right? So we're I all do. for like, what are you talking about on July 18th? <laughs> More <Oilers>. NBA free agency. <laughs> yeah, kidding. no, you could. Uh, no, but I'm serious. Like this is just what is he doing right now to warrant that article, or is it just that it's the dog days of summer and we just need something for hockey fans? And there's a loudmouth at the helm that just says whatever pops into his brain, and there you want to talk about zero accountability. That guy can do whatever he wants because he explained the EIG to Cates and explained to him the way that the dominoes would fall. I love the way this is going. Wow. 
I think it's bullshit. If they ruin Jesse Pugliarvi's career, until the Oilers have an organization that can bring people in and build up their character and build up their confidence, we're never going to have people fighting above their weight class. Yeah, of course. And it, let's not forget, Jesse Pugliarvi is four months older than Kaylor Yamamoto, who was drafted the following year. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. When are we going to stop expecting that 20-year-olds, he just turned 20, by the way, in May, are going to come in and make a, ma- a major impact unless their name is Connor McDavid. Yep. And then what do we do with Connor McDavid? Surround him by a who's who of nothing. Because they got to start thinking about this shit. Like, I, I don't want to be negative or put anything out in the universe, but please treat Connor with respect. Yeah. Give him people to play with. Give him a squad. Yes, he's got Nuge over there. That's great. McNuge is a big thing. I like that a lot. Oh, love it. Ty Ratty, the answer. But hold on, hold on. McNuge was like eight games down the stretch. Well, yeah, it's ridiculous. This isn't like a like... long-term move. Well, oh, I... it is now. It should be. It has to be. I can't recall the Oilers ever keeping players on a line together for more than four or five games in the last. Well, that's another. Years. That's another thing. Yeah, that's. Yeah. We like to make up these line combinations like they're set in stone. You gotta think though. Well, yeah. Write them uh, in uh, pen. Uh, any other organization would probably weld those two together. Because here's the, the way I look at it is Connor will make everybody better. Nuge is one of the few guys on the team that can make Connor better. Yeah. And they need to keep them together. And unfortunately, Ty Ratty comes into the season with a shit ton of pressure because they don't really have other options. Why shouldn't Ty Ratty be the linchpin of the entire? <laughs> God damn it. We'll be back after this real life podcast. Real life podcast brought to you by our friends at Jaffa. Jaffa. I got to go visit them. Ah, why? Friday. Really? I went out to Jaffa. Me and out the to boys. We did. We drove all the way out there. Boys, we did a convoy out to Jappa. Marin was there. Yeah. Sean was there. Oh, yeah. Brought out a bunch Steve of machines for there? us. We didn't meet Steve, I don't okay, think. Did we meet a Steve? I don't think yeah, so. But I got to crush some shit. They had barrels like for what, us. A, a barrel? Yeah, they had a bunch of barrels and then these big like, oh, man, I don't remember what any of those machines Anybody wreck called. anything? Like on the machines that had to be fixed? No, no, no. Oh, no, God. we were all very timid with the uh, <laughs> I would be. controls. Those things have some power. They do. Oh, it was crazy. Like there was a packer that we drove and the whole thing just rumbled the world uh-huh. as you were going by. Felt nice. I saw that video. You guys drove over the freezer with the packer. Drove over that freezer. That cool. It's like a demolition derby. Like, that's just like a little kid's dream what you guys lived. Yeah. And then we had like this big backhoe thing and we crushed barrels with that. And then we picked it up with a smaller one and put them somewhere else. It was good. Did you guys post these videos anywhere? Yeah, they're all over our Instagram. Is this uh, what Jaffa machinery is used for in the wild? I assume... Just crushing barrels and old freezers? Yeah, I assume so. Interesting. Anybody who rents a backhoe is out there crushing shit. Yeah, if you want to crush some things, you call up Jaffa. They send you over a heavy-duty machinery, and you crush shit. So are it we going to do, like, cool, like, Oilers crush the Leafs 9-1? I think like we have to. Yeah. I think we have to. Like, um, on Chris's phone, he's got, you know, four, five, six, seven minutes of us just crushing shit. If you ever want to look on my phone, I got some footage too, big man. Of him crushing shit. Of me. You know. <laughs> oh, 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 you know. Chris on the job. I wish that were true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. It was a great day. It was a casual end cool. to a week. Yeah. We went up and played a little golf. They got a golf simulator out there Unbelievable. too. Unbelievable. They oh, work wow. hard. They play hard. You're living executive life. That's right. And I was getting beers while I was at it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Speaking of hard work, Charles... Let's talk about the podcast studio because I know you're in here today. I know that Jay has diagrams. There's a lot of work being planned for the basement of Little Brick, inclusive of a Nation Network podcast studio so we don't have to be in here all the time in the office with people knocking on the door. What have you found? Well, I found a couple things. A couple things have come up recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, I came in today with a plan, a layout, and uh, was basically taking a material order to get started. Sure, sure. And I walked into... 
a total replan. Ah. Yeah. So instead of just doing a podcast studio now in the basement, you guys would like to build the whole thing out. Ah. So what else do we drawing, want to build down? Well, I don't know, twist. Sto- Hold like on. What else do we want to build room? down in the know. basement? I don't know. JR said like a yeah. storage room. Well, we bait and switch. We got him excited about a podcast studio. Now we're going to get him to build like a prep kitchen, what? cooler. I'm just glad I didn't do the quote yet. Podcast center. What? 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 We don't need any of that shit. We just need a podcast well, studio. Well, you kind of, yeah, you definitely need a podcast studio because we were literally seconds away from starting this yes. thing. And we all of a sudden hear lawnmowers going outside. Oh, for starting and, the podcast today. Yeah, starting the podcast today. Yeah. And lawnmowers start outside. And then somebody from this place comes in here to tell you that lawnmowers are going on outside and that they're supposed to go out earlier. Like, you guys can't have this shit. Oh, I agree. So, I we need to get on this. And, you know, yeah, don't always, you worry. I went up to that lawnmower guy and I said, hey, bud, <laughs> get off my property. <laughs> but come back later. Yeah. You should say, come back like, outside of business hours. So, it's half mode right now. It looks pretty good. But anyways, the fact of the matter is, is I'm totally fine with getting... So we get, want to take the 1902 basement of Little Brick. Yes. Which is described as a Stephen King horror show. Yes. And so what I thought I was doing was taking 30% of the square footage of that yes. and building it out into a podcast studio. Perfect. And it was the only 30% that doesn't look like a bomb went off down there. Well, it Because looks, you guys had cleaned it up. But well, I went yes. down there today and yeah. it looks like somebody uncleaned it. But they did. These boys lot. did. They uncleaned the entire thing and didn't clean it up. And I'm telling on them right now. Yes. And that's fine. That's for the Humboldt shirts, which is going to stretch into the year 2070 fulfillment. Don't worry. When my guys come in here, they'll clean it up real good right into a dumpster. Yeah. Anything that's in Don't that throw out the Humboldt shirts. We still have no, to send no, those no, to all sorts those. of people. Just all the, thousands rip, of all the ripped envelopes and tails to the address. That's Humboldt. Yeah. No, but that's like... They take off the address thing, they put it on the envelope, and oh, then they I just know. throw the backing. Oh, I know. Like it's every okay. Oh, I Regardless know. Regardless of that, so he's coming in and dropping something. I like it's it. Just, it's just it's just giving a shit. So, so hold on, so, hold on, hold yeah. on. Let's talk about this for real though. Why yes. can't we just put the studio where we want to put the studio, and then the little brick folk can do whatever the hell they want with the rest oh, of the basement? Well, we're not, we're not far off. No, you're not far off. And yeah. the fact is, is the plans that they made are a little bit different from mine. It makes a smaller studio, unfortunately. No, so we're gonna have no to, deal. I know. That's I'm gonna work. This is on me it. fighting with me. Writing with Jay, fighting with me. In any renovation like that, when you do a basement development, doing 30% of it and then the other 70 later is just not economical. Let's yeah. put it that way. It's you want to do it all at one time. Everything has to tie in. Not economical is going to be my business biography. Now. That probably is. <laughs> so when I come here and all of a sudden you tell me that you want to build a panic room, a spaceport, <laughs> a freezer space, a storage room. Don't forget my shipping containers. And your shipping containers. Yeah, They're me coming what, too. You just can't. You just, you just got. I got to draw new plans and show you how you can't just keep cramming shit into these small spaces. Well, you know that we're building down the street, right? I mean, I do. Yeah. So I, maybe what we'll this. do is like, be like, oh, well, some of that will just be for the next building. And then like, I won't go as crazy. But I really don't think that uh, Spaceport is that out of question given it's 2018 and the advances SpaceX is moving. Very you just You just send me spec sheets of what of what electrical I need for it and I, I can <laughs> well, that's that the other, that's, so that's the other drama about this joint is that like when we took it over yes it was 1902 and yes the basement is old and gross but the electrical service to the building is a disaster yes and we have to upgrade it it's basically like oh do you have the electrical demand of 1902 yeah. when nothing was electric have, when everything was uh, you guys have like, when you did the initial renovation you guys did do a lot of work on the, renov- oh, yeah. on the electrical like you fully well, we upgraded it, it yeah. as much as so, we could so to what, be technical yes yeah. so what we're doing is minor compared to what you've already done. Okay. Um, even if we do develop the whole thing, which is I know what you guys want to do. 
Do so, we have to walk through a walk-in cooler to get to the podcast? That would be kind of because that literally that would be cool. That would be gangster. It would, but you guys have the storage area right in between there, so. The plants could use some rejigging. I would like. I, you just sent me the plants today that yeah, you guys drew uh, up, you, and you I'm going to take those. Take a run out. Take a look. Yeah, take a look. <laughs> I liked. I liked earlier, and, and he's not going to do it again on, on 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 recorded. But it was funny. You're just like, do you people ever keep a thought in your head for more than thirty seconds without changing everything? I, the answer, by the way, is no. I'm starting to realize that I should have just had my guys here framing it out earlier that's the only way to win man here's how you do or it. else you'll just keep changing shit yeah you have it's just like best guess to guess of what we want at the time of construction then have two people posted at the top of the stairs if anyone tries to go down there and change it you shoot them on site sounds good i learned that at kgb summer school i'll just mm. shoot the nail gun at him kgb summer school bag milk very very informative great week great week great catered great. the borscht at kgb borscht. summer school to die for so here's one thing everybody needs to know about renovations <laughs> Oh, yeah, that. Yes, get the a Borsch. I don't even know what the fuck Borsch is. Okay. When you... I, I came in here prepared to start on this thing pretty soon. Sure. Right? If you guys said okay to the plans, yeah, we were going to start. And I was taking a material takeoff, getting it delivered. Guys, now... So when you change shit, you add time. So now, we're not ready again. So for anybody that's doing a renovation out there, try to know what you're doing before you call in a contractor because if they put a plan together, they put a price together, mm-hmm. and they do all that work... And then they get ready to start, and you say, "Well, you know what? We were thinking of doing this. All that does is cost you time and money." This is all Jay, by the way. I had the basement has sat in shambles since 1902, and then I got the bread idea to do something down there. And then, like a twin brother who doesn't get the toy he wanted at Christmas, he comes through and he's like, "Oh, we're building out the but basement." But isn't that your guys' relationship? Don't you have the initial great idea, and then, and then he has he the takes right idea? idea? Yes, and usually, makes it, <laughs> and makes it like the complete right idea. Mm. Is that? Am I wrong, Jer? We're trying to get everything caught up so it can be done, as you said, at the same time. I think it's great. I just never... trying to retrofit. What we want is Little Brick to be done before the new building is open. Because once we have the new building down the street here in Riverdale, and it's very beautiful. I saw the renderings. I mean, it looks beautiful. We don't want to forget about this place. And that's like very likely. Yeah. Because we'll have the spaceport in the new building, which is amazing, by the way. Well, we won't. I mean, even looking at your guys' plans, it's not a a large build, uh, build time. Like, it's not going to take months and months and months. It'll take... Which? A couple I, down the street? The whole thing. No, 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 this oh, one. Oh, down, oh, down the street. Oh, I, that's better gonna, not be. If I want the studio no, no, that no, when no. you go into the basement with, like, the Nuge, and he's already, like, perplexed as to where the fuck he is and what he's doing here, and this isn't Oilers Nation, why, why, who... And then you like bring him down to that weird basement and then come around the corner and open the door. And then you described like a beautiful studio with brick walls, oh. wainscoting, like a beautiful mahogany table. Mahogany. Oh, rich mahogany. What kind of budget have we assigned to this? We are Don't not worrying worry about, about numbers the budget. yet. <laughs> this is very preliminary. Vunyai. I'll worry about the budget. <laughs> All right. Dan, can you please remove oh, our real Jesus. name at this time index when we play this for everybody? That's okay. I'll give you one to do use. Wanye. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. Nice soundbite. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, let's figure. Let's let, let's talk about a couple more things here. We got the worst of the week. We got the best of the week. We got to talk about that. We got to shout out the folks on Twitter who've been talking to us. But Charles, before we get to that, you were making a very impassioned rant earlier about basketball free agency, and I was plugging my ears because I don't care about basketball much like I don't care about Chirelli's next year's plan. But you had a very valid take on where basketball is heading. Well, yeah, I just think it really relates to hockey in a way that if you don't really pay attention to it, you might not totally understand. But, like, free agency in the NBA this year was crazy. There was only a couple teams that had some dollars to spend. 
and obviously the Lakers got LeBron, which is what I think everybody. I'm told that's a depth play. It's a depth play, yeah. yeah. Four year, one hundred and fifty three point three million dollar contract. My God. So best player in the game, best arguably best player of all time. That's a lot of money, and they are going to probably win. I don't know. See, they probably want to add one more piece, like Kawhi Leonard. They they're trying to work out a trade with the Spurs. Anyways, the real point of it all is when the Golden State Warriors, who are already the best team in the league, by far, won the championship have a starting five that's an all-star starting five. They pick up one of the top 25 players in the league in DeMarcus Cousins. He could have warranted like 13 to $15 million a year, mm-hmm. and he's getting 5.4. And the goal Does he State, plan on playing a second NBA career he can better monetize? Well, I think at this point, <laughs> see, he tore his Achilles tendon, or he ruptured his Achilles tendon last year, and so he only played half the season. But this guy is like... The definition of cancer in the locker room. If you've, oh really? Oh, just look him up. Look any stories about him. He's awful. What's he done as a teammate? Anything good? Uh, oh, maybe he's coming in to the, cool him down. He's the cooler. Well, the cooler. The so cooler. I mean, when you get on a team like Golden State, you pretty much have to get in line. I mean, you're you're walking into a team that's like just set for a dynasty for years to come, and so he took this huge pay cut because there wasn't other teams looking to sign him. He like the only team that was looking to sign him was the Pelicans, and they didn't even really want to keep him, right? And so there was no teams knocking on the door. He's like a Vander Kane. Yeah, and so of course he talks to these guys during All Star break, and they all say, you know, come play with us, come play with us. You're gonna have to take a big discount because we're all making fifteen to twenty million dollars a year. Like they they're literally paying the starting five like eighty percent of their salary cap per year, hmm. and then the other guys just are Sean Livingston. And, Who's that? Oh, just an old timey, solid vet. <laughs> I don't know. So, anyways, it makes it like it's just it. It kind of made me think about Tavares and the fact that like guys like Demarcus Cousins and LeBron James are going to the teams they dreamt about playing when they were kids. Yeah, quote unquote. And Tavares did it. And I mean, he signed for two million dollars around less than he and one less year on term. And one less less year on term. Like if if the NHL starts to go to where the NBA is. It's, I mean, it's demoralizing for a lot of players. I don't think that a lot of people. But I think they also can't concentrate it. minutes like the NBA can in uh, in hockey. Whereas a guy like LeBron, there was a couple of games in the playoffs where he played sixty minutes, kind of. He thing. apparently averaged like forty eight point five minutes per game, which is like which is point five minutes. Over I was the told that a basketball game, game lasts infinite time, Dan, yeah. because it's so boring. How long yeah. is a basketball game? 48 minutes. Yeah, but the last Four, five minutes minute. of the game takes about 45 minutes to play. Right, right. But what it goes to show you is he was averaging a full game plus a half a minute, which means he was playing full games and overtimes in order to average 48.5 minutes per game last season, mm. which is incredible when you think about it. But, but only LeBron's I know, I know what you're saying. Though, you always need bit, bit players in hockey, but like it's really, when you guys, when those guys are running. How does, it, how does the cap work though in, in basketball? Do they, they have, have like a hard tax, cap? I think. They have a hard cap. But they I'm have almost, a luxury tax. You can spend over the cap in NBA. And pay a, a fine? I think you can pay a luxury tax. I so think. it's like the, the Yankees, what the Yankees do generally. Yeah. Because yeah, like in know. the NHL, Looking at the Leafs, like man, they way overpaid Tavares, in my opinion. Well, I, and I want to bring it back to uh, to Chalmers' comment there. You said Tavares, you think took a two million dollar haircut to sign for the Leafs? Well, there was a report that the Sharks were going to give him thirteen. Really? Yeah. So let's have a debate of what we actually think John Tavares is really worth. Can I just add? It's a soft cap in the NBA. 
Ah. The limit is subject to a complex system of rules. I'm not going to read the whole damn thing, but there's basically a luxury tax. Yeah. You pay a fine for every dollar well, over the luxury tax. Golden State's VC bash because it's in the valley. Oh, so. you know they are. They don't care about <laughs> short-term profitability. Much like me with the ba- the basement renos. Because like so you look at a guy like Tavares, in his career, he's only had three seasons over a point a game. And he's almost getting McDavid money. Yeah. And the, well, he's offered more than McDavid. Exactly. So, And the Leafs also have to sign Matthews next year. So the happiest person about the Devaris deal is probably Matthews agent, you would think. Oh, yeah, because now he's got to be Pat Brisson, is he? Because that son of a bitch. I think they just fired him. Did you and see how he was... has a billion dollars in contracts under management? Wow. Wow. Tavares is agent. The first, wow. first hockey agent. Jeez. So, like, okay, so Let's they got to do that. Think. And then they got to do Mitch Marner, who's probably going to come in around seven. The way that things are going. Yeah. So let's 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 talk that out. So Tavares, we know, is eleven million hometown boy. Took the hometown discount. Huge discount. What Huge a great discount guy. for less than point a game. <laughs> you know, who really took a hometown discount was Kyle Brodziak. You guys, <laughs> uh, Austin Matthews, twelve million, thirteen million, probably. Like if if he doesn't if, put up McDavid points. If Jack Eichel gets ten five though. Oh jeez. The Matthews, if he goes out and rips forty again this year. Yeah, so he's 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 twelve to twelve and a half. So then they got uh, and what's Wheel- Marner? Marler, Marner's probably going around seven ish, probably. And what's LeBron yeah. making? Chalmers? You think only seven? <laughs> oh, look, I went kind of low. Yeah, you never know cares? though. <laughs> okay, so Marner, call him eight. We'll say Dryden. He's used up our NBA time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. William so, Nylander, although they might trade him, I think they have to trade him. And their their defense is hot garbage. Yeah. So the, they're favored to win the cup. They got a hot mess for a D outside of Morgan Riley. And, Who's not that great defensively? And they're going to be, yeah, he's more offensive. And they're going to have thirty-one million essentially tied up in three players. And they have to sign nine guys next year. So you know that's who has why a they plan, traded though. Matt Martin today for is for salary dump. Yep, that little fella like, running the team has a plan though. Apparently, the agent for uh, Tavares out in Beverly Hills took the pitch from him and Shanahan, so they were so floored by what he has planned that they. What was in their spot. DVD that Danny Heatley didn't get? I heard it CGI. <sighs> I heard it shows Toronto in the year twenty one hundred. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. Thirty five point six million dollars for next year is what LeBron's going to make. Oh, he's he's and trying to keep gonna, the basketball alive over there. That's why he can't play for the Leafs. He's going to hit 41 million by 2021. I would have been really impressed if the Leafs had LeBron. The Lakers are dead on arrival in terms of buzz in LA where you got to have hype to get Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell in the stands as oh, Gretzky yeah. found out when he came to town. <laughs> now I bet you'll see Goldie Hawn in the stands at a Lakers game now she's back. Where do we think um where do we think Carlson's going to go? Ottawa gave him just the just a Show that they're trying the eleven million dollar year offer to match Doughty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I don't know. I think probably Vegas. I do think Vegas is going to get him because right now they got a lot of cap space and they can take on Bobby Ryan as well. So if they take on Carlson and Bobby Ryan, they'll probably get him. Wow, Vegas at, actually could be good next year again, which just drives me crazy. And Dan, don't forget, I'm Dan burning your smiling. Hat they are he eleven to one odds. To Dan win will not have a hat to wear. Unless it's my hat, I give him. Right to now, wear. Dan is drinking a bud with the cool confidence of a Golden Knights fan who knows Carlson's coming to town. Let's take a break, boys. We'll be back after this real life podcast. SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors: teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at SumoJerky.com, check them out online. Enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted maw and paw jerky 
from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high-quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. We're back, Real Life Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Sumo Jerky. Sumo Jerky, the number one beef jerky, number one rated beef jerky club on the internet. It arrived this Today. Got it today. Today, a yeah. little brick. Some real nice flavors. You'll notice when you go upstairs that I've rated a few of the bags. There was a spicy one. I wish I could remember what it was called. It was fantastic. That's rude because we have our own coming to the manor. I know. But now I know which ones I like, and then I'll Smart. go to the manor and be calculated. But was there any salt spice to dip in to die with? Unfortunately not. I'm still dipping in the old spices. <laughs> I want to say like all the textures of all the ones I tried today are right in my my. There's some good, They're in my there's spectrum. There's a good lot this month. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good batch. I was digging through the other day. I was having a sumo jerky meeting. Admin reveal. That is my company, and I love it. And I was going through the 180-odd suppliers we've dealt with since the company started back in 2013 with their ratings. There are a lot of craft beef jerky companies out there. And there are some fancy-ass people that you deal with that own beef jerky. Like, some beef jerky companies we contact were like, Hi, we're Sumo Jerky. We want to order 1,500 bags of beef jerky. You would think that we had offered them to come and clean the toilets at their house at an aggressive price. Like, they're just like, get out of here. There's a lot of beef jerky companies around that are minting coin. If you have a beef jerky company that kills it, nothing is impressive to you. I wonder, do you think, like, craft beer snobs, there are jerky snobs? Oh, yeah, 100%. Foodies, right? Yeah. I want to get to the point where I'm an arrogant beef jerky company owner that doesn't want to do business with anyone. That's the good life. Yeah, that's a great life. But in the meantime, I'm happy to go and deal with all these beef jerky suppliers and start moving units for them. we got about 1,500 subscribers now moving units, and it is delicious. So if you have a gift idea that you can't quite figure out to get for your crazy Uncle Phil, because what would you get him because he doesn't like anything? He likes beef jerky. I'll tell you in advance. Guaranteed Uncle Phil likes beef jerky. Not Fresh Prince's Uncle Phil. He probably did. James Avery, rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, he probably did. He looked like a man who enjoyed some jerky. You think? I think so. I think beef jerky people are like wiry and they have like a backpack on. I say you find me a guy who doesn't like jerky. That, well, vegans. Yeah, vegans, Uh, vegetarians. George LaRock does not like beef jerky. Doesn't like beef jerky. (laughs) Doesn't like... Telling the truth about Taylor Hall, either. Yeah. He likes to <laughs> well, he had a source, guys. Yeah. 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 Probably the same guy who told me Sam Gagne. Anyway, <laughs> Sam Gagne. All right, boys. Best it could of happen. Week, worst it could happen. Week. Well, he's, I, I'm impressed with the we'll second act that Sam Gagne has done for himself in Vancouver. Yeah, it just bums me out that he's in Vancouver. That's fine. He cares. I know. Well, we did the whole like casting Gagne swap. Like, a swap. That's just... Wife swap. Perfect. Ooh, NHL edition. NHL. And I think actually uh, Gagne's contract's less than. Than uh, Cassian's. You know, speaking of things that's nice, Cassian got married oh, the other day. Did he? Didn't he? Yeah, he did on Twitter. Oh, yeah, we gave him a shout out, I think. Yeah, he looked good. good. for him. Good. There's a guy who, can we kindly stop telling him he used to be an alcoholic? Hey, did interviews? you know that? If I hear one more time, like, oh, so you had three shots in the second period. Hey, Zach, yes, it's going very well. But remember when you were an alcoholic and had to turn <laughs> your life around? Like, when, when does the Statue of Limitations of that run out? 
let the guy be. He likes to drive motorcycles. You had a real mic there, you know. You could have just yeah, I know. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was more just telling me directly. Yeah, it was. I uh, did love I, I, it. I, I, wow. Daniel, those, I pointed to the mic. I'm trying to help sound engineer this for you. Oh, I, oh, I see. What yeah. you, you were talking like this and then turned to me and started you know, talking. And, and he was mimicking if the I mic. If I had a proper podcast studio <laughs> and a walk-in cooler from my restaurant, I'd be doing much better. Yes, Jay. Uh, so I have to admit I lied. Um, Sam Gagne makes way more than... Uh, uh, Cassian, you make so, three plus, right? Yeah, three plus. So sometimes I make mistakes, but I own up to it. And his wife is a beautiful woman. Is trying to make the podcast studio smaller for your precious walk-in cooler one of the mistakes? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Full of mistakes. Riddled. For me, the best of the week this week was the $13 million check that was issued by the Oilers Entertainment Group to a Connor McDavid. Now, granted, he'll probably only see about a third of that after taxes, fees, various entourage necklaces that need to be purchased. The old lady, she knows she's going to want something. But it's just nice to know that that is like the most earned $13 million probably in OEG history. Worth every single penny. Every penny. He like, gets the same again next year, and yeah. he's going to be worth it again next year. Exactly. Like, like, sure. like he's exactly. It's it will, at that point, we'll, we'll probably think it's not even enough. No, he needs to be starting getting like a cut of uh, you know concessions or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He is putting the asses in the seats when people are not very happy with. Oh the man, team. I don't even know what they would do if it wasn't for ninety. Yeah, if you couldn't, if if you didn't, if 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 Connor wasn't playing, there would be literally no reason to watch the team for a lot of people. Well, on a lot of nights, he is the only thing to watch. I know. It's so nice that we're now into the the, the entry-level contract is now done. Yeah, now he's making big smoke, and we're still talking about this. Uh, All the smoke. I just think of that Lighthouse Hockey article, and I'm like, man. Please respect Connor. Do you know what the Leafs did to honor Matthews last year of his ELC? They signed John Tavares. Yeah. Yeah. At least tells him, we're trying to go for it. Awesome. All right, we need to find free agents that have Oilers sheets. Just like John Tavares did, sleeping in his little Leafs Oh, uh, Andrew Ference, when he signed to me, put that little photo of him in his little like Oilers onesie or whatever when he was a kid or wearing the jersey. That uh, that gave me all the feels, and I was on Team Ference. Oh, yeah. You love Ference. It was adorable. I love it when the captain of the Oilers has a Bruins tattoo in his bicep. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Well, after they won the cup, yeah. That's great. Does that does Lucci have one too? Then I wonder. He might. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they all do. Maybe all the others have Bruins tattoos. You know who doesn't have a Bruins tattoo? Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. No, he has a Leafs tattoo somewhere, probably. Unfortunately, but we'll uh, get that scrubbed off. <laughs> Somebody get me my cheese grater. That's right. Yeah. I'll bite it off. Bag milk best of the week. What do you got? I know it's something good because I heard it in advance because I had a spoiler alert for myself. Best of the week goes to Ray Don Fade. The seventh-round draft pick of the Oilers in the 19... Oh, no. This is a notorious gangster on the run after escaping a French prison via helicopter. Three heavily armed men with assault rifles landed in a yard in a French prison with angle grinders and broke him out. Oh, the dream. Not only that, the helicopter pilot was uh, being held hostage. So there was a whole lot of work that went into this one. He was a flight instructor helicopter. Yeah. And wow. they held him hostage, and he had to land right there on the yard. Somebody was watching, kept guard, and then two guys angle grinded Raynaud, Raydouan Fade, and away he went. There's a picture. I found it on Reddit. I will slip it in the article of Raydouan hanging from the helicopter, flying over the French you know, city. That's the way to do it. How do you get that happening when you're, all your communications in prison are monitored? Right? Like, it was amazing. That's it's like, you ever see the video of El Chapo going into the shower and then just, whoop, he's yeah, gone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
according to a French justice minister, Nicole Baloubet, it was an extremely well-prepared commando-style unit that may have used drones to survey the area long beforehand. They were well-prepared. They had everything, including how to leave the prison and how to make it efficient. Did they have like a bucket to carry his giant testicles in as he got spirited away? Huge balls. See, I think he gains favor with somebody on the inside. Or they go and threaten somebody who works there as family. And now you have somebody that works at the the prison. Which he probably KGB summer camp. Yeah, he probably learned at KGB summer camp. No, he went to cartel summer camp. Cartel summer camp. I go to Mexico every summer. Cartel camp has better tacos. Better tacos. So that is my best of the week. Shout out to a real life. Oh, they haven't caught him yet, have they? No, no, he is still this on the was run. Just like yesterday, unbelievable. Yeah, I was on Canada Today. So happy Canada or, Day to all of yeah, y'all. Okay, a couple days ago. Fantastic, Charles. What you got? Best of the week. Uh, well, my best of the week is kind of like his, but uh, it is the Spruce Grove Thieves. Oh, the ones yes. That fell through that. My video of that. If you haven't seen it yet, just yeah. It's the best. It is oh, literally the best. Geez. It's been played all Everything over. Everything about oh, yeah. it is fantastic. So. Which, with everything is wrestling, one of our sister sites, they uh, put uh, the fall from the the ceiling, yeah. the lady falling through the ceiling, <laughs> to like yeah, to like a wrestling soundtrack, and just like it sounded like it sounded like a guy getting hit with a chair yeah. falling through a table, like as she smashed through the. She gets up quick though. Oh That's my what god, Matt does well, yeah. for you. Yeah. I don't think I would have got. I would have just laid there and been like, "Yep." But That's that was such a heavy fall. It's funny because you see like like shrapnel first kind of like fall down, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> boom. That was the first thing Everything Is Wrestling has done that's blown up. That's their inaugural... Oh, it's got like over 500,000 views or whatever. It's awesome. I know we talk about the cops a lot, but like how composed were the cops in that as the lady comes crashing through the roof? That had to be entertaining. You look at these... Officers, bless their hearts. Like I would be laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, I'd be laughing Billy so clubbing hard. people into the ground yeah. just to get the nervous energy out. The uh, the nervous scampering around, looking, and then she climbs up in the vet. It's the best. The fact that both of them were that wild and out is like Gacked soulmates out. do exist. Soulmates do exist. Love oh, is out there. Just like I'm gonna crawl on this ceiling. I know it's tile ceiling. You I'm... go, girl. I'll stay here and distract them with my buffoonery. Oh, under the tape. I love. I love watching a guy get tased. Just how they just immediately just stiffen up and just fall like just like a rigid board, like tree back. timber. Oh, so one good. of my favorite versions was um, whoever somebody put the Benny Hill theme underneath it. Oh. And sped up the video a little bit. It's the best. I thought you were going to say your favorite video of watching somebody get tased. You ever seen the one where the guy jumps out of his car and he's got the beer bottle? Yeah. And he's running across his grass. Oh. And then the cops get him in the yeah. half, about halfway up his grass. Their arms golden. always go, like, yeah, by oh, yeah. the sides. Like, how come you just, like, can't just, like, have your arms out and fall? Like, they, you immediately bring them to your body and then... Don't you have to be tased in the police service to be able to tase? And pepper spread. Oh, I had wow. a, my old roommate was doing the EPS thing, and he had to get pepper sprayed and taste. I remember a guy one time at the Burgundy Room back in the day, Jay, telling me, if you have to choose between getting pepper sprayed and tased, get tased, because pepper spray lasts longer. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I was, in a, I was in a bar once where someone uh, pepper sprayed, a, like there was some pepper spray. And, oh, that was our God. bar. No, 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 no. Nickelby's no. had a guy get Dude, I remember that spray. too. Oh, I was at, no, I was. <laughs> we had it happen and we uh, couldn't go up on the pool tables. We had to have the whole pool table wiped down and like no one could go there for ages. I was in the basement of the Starlight Room. So there was like no like ventilation because the building is like 9 million years old. And uh, yeah, it went off and just like everyone in the room started panicking. Like you couldn't breathe. And like there's only like, like there's only like one exit out of there. And it's in that like really skinny, like 
alley, like, oh, wow. like alleyway that's in between the two buildings. They can barely Were fit the, like ba- two the bear people. spray show. I went to the bear spray rave. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and uh, everyone's getting high on ba- bear spray. I didn't I clearly didn't know what was going on. Freaked the fuck out. But uh, yeah, it was crazy because it was just a mass exodus out of this because no one could really? really breathe. And it's out of this like like single file out of this like small little oh, yeah, like alley side alley. Yeah, 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 so sketchy. Damn. So, what's your best of the week, buddy? Well, I was thinking, I want to try to make it Oilers related because why not? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Kyle Brodziak's coming home, but I'm actually excited to see how this, uh, this Tobias Reader uh, signing works. I think this is like a Charles Hagelin type signing where we can bring a lot of bring more speed to the team. He and is wanting, a Golden State Warrior, I believe, of fine Trump. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, he, uh, you know, he didn't, like, two million bucks. Probably maybe maybe an overpay. I don't know. It's a free agent, but uh, um, it's interesting now that we're kind of adding more speed elements back into the lineup. Uh, see how that takes. So I'm kind of pumped that he came back because he'd probably be pissed that he got traded by us. Especially so, for Cal. It's not like an overarching like feel good story, but just I'm excited about it. So I'm gonna keep my my eyes on this for the season. I liked I like it too, it. Tobias Reader. Good yeah. for you, buddy. Yeah, Toby, you're home now. Absolutely. Worst of the week. Let's go back to back jacks. What do you got for the worst? Oh, you're gonna have to give me a minute. I have to really. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'll go first. How about all that garbage you just said that was good? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's crap. Are you not a delirious Oilers fan? <laughs> I am a delirious. Well, Oilers then you got to think it's the answer. I just have dialed down my expectations so low mm. that it's to the point now where it's like, what? The guy's played organized hockey and he's agreed to come here and play with Connor McDavid in the best arena in the league. Huzzah! Well, this is why I'm going to put it down and bet the Oilers are going to win the Cup next year. There's a one, 30 and 31, uh, are you 30 31 chance that I'm wrong. I'll bet with you on that. Yeah, we'll get a, a we'll, bet. We're going to form the an office The actual odds right now are 25 to 1. That's good odds. I'm in. Yeah, we're going to do get, an office bet. If we can get, get like 200 bucks down, oh, that's, yeah. That'd be sick. If right? Oilers Nation bet on the Oilers. Just wait, the if Oilers we put $200 down, what's $200 times 25 to 1? That'd be $5,000. Be a nice little day. That'd be a nice day. Yeah. That'll pay off our drinking. Yeah. Double down next year. Yeah, it'd be like Connor getting his signing bonus. I've bet several times on the Oilers winning the Stanley Cup. I don't think that would pay off the drinking, though. Yeah, arguably. I think we're going (laughs) to. Yeah. I think there's a few more things we need to do to make this a reality. It's 2018, Uh, man. We own the pint. It's all good. We can drink all we want. My worst of the week goes back to uh, Peter Shirelli. Ah, a good Harvard man. We touched on it a little bit earlier in this podcast, but we did not say the quote because I was saving it for this. Right after he was done with his free agency day, Peter Shirelli stepped up in front of a room full of media. and He had the balls to say, I don't know if we're going to be as good as we were two years ago, but we're going to be better. We're heading in the right direction. Scene. Like, so talk about shooting low. I, I think I have to make this the worst of, of, of the week for me as well, just because when you think about what was two years ago, who did we have then? Taylor Hall, Jordan Everly, all players that he says we're better for having, and now that he punted out, now we're worse off? Yeah. It's... So he basically just said, I'm terrible at trading hockey players, and I'm a GM of an NHL team. Yes. Interesting. Correct. And it, it's really annoying, and I couldn't believe he said it in front of a room full of people. That's who, something who that nobody had the sense to be like, are you sure? Yeah. And like, do you want to, do you want to say that again? This is one of those things that he's probably saying to Bobby Nix, like, I don't know if we're going to do it again this year, but like, you don't say it in front of a room full of people that are expecting improvement. Yeah. Give us the Kool-Aid man. We're here to drink it all. 
I'll happily drink it. Oh, of course. Tobias Reader. Tobias Reader's the answer. Him and Ty Ratty combined. How I'll can we around. lose? This is July, Wanya, when nothing good is happening. Come September, Tobias Reader is the move. He's and I'm also answer. still holding out hope they can find a way to slip Patty Maroon back in. That would be nice, but I think we'd have to trade Lucic. Now, the real question is, is can we trade him? Like of course how, not. How hard do you want my erection to be? <laughs> That's Rock the name of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think it can be, do- it can be done? I think it without having to retain like bulk salary or take back a shitty contract. Well, I don't mind taking back a reclamation project. Like I don't mind that like Max Domi Galchenyuk trade because it's two guys that need to change the scenery. I'm wondering if we can kind of maybe if 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 there is that kind of trade out there where maybe we lose a bit, but maybe there's an opportunity to bring a guy back. Like not getting like an 80 point guy, but maybe if you can get like a bona fide like 40 point guy who's kind of struggling right now and trying to bring him back. Again, the problem is they don't they don't have wingers. A team would, uh, you know, Taylor Hall and Jordan Everly a few years ago now has no wingers. It's very odd. Yeah, we still need defense. The squad, man. Oh, Yamamoto is going to have. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I'm going to get a Yamamoto jersey. Yeah, you should. I think that would be and great. a Keegan Lowe jersey. you got to get oh, a few jerseys. I love jerseys. Keegan Lowe. Yeah. But... That's who we're fr- failing to take into account into all of our plans is Keegan Lowe. Yeah. Defense. Settle. Well, and to bring it back, and I know I'm just we're just totally off the rails of the best and worst right now, but in that same article that Stoffer had, or that article that radio shit he does whatever um <laughs> he praised Yamfry for like being like yeah in the zone like this kid this kid's fierce oh he's, yeah he's gonna make he's gonna make the squad this and he's got a chip on his and shoulder so that's like the that. pressure that Pooley rv has to face to be able to stay in the lineup and that's that to me is healthy for sure having people who are actually competing like, for jobs not handed down yeah. from above like i think if yamamoto cracks the lineup i think you have to send Pooley rv down for a year to the a i don't think you gotta i don't think you can have both up because once there's they're both still trying to get their I don't think the Pooley RV was getting enough ice time last year to develop. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. And right. he wasn't getting like there was no power play time. It was very odd. So we bring a guy in and we push his development to have him rot on the bench. Then when the fruit spoils, we go, Oh, he was garbage. And then we get <laughs> on to the next one. Yep. Moving on. Rinse Charles, and repeat. Worst of the week, what do you got? Well, so my worst of the week can also be tied into my a segment I want to start on here called my awkward interaction of the week. Okay. Oh, do you, do you have these on a weekly basis? Oh, I have them on a daily basis. An hourly oh, basis. Yes. You just and it's not you're because, so articulate with the description dude, of these. I'm, sorry, I'm excited. But I'm not awkward in public. Like, I do my... I, I think I'm you're very above well put average. Together. Yes, I would Okay. Agree. But I just find myself in these positions, and they basically could be a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Hit me. So anyways, I go to the drive-thru... Or I go to the drive-thru at Tim Hortons. It's like 7.30 in the morning, and it's a new one in Lewis Estates, and I'm stopping there... And so I go, there's like 15 cars in the drive-thru. So I break my one cardinal rule, never go inside of Tim Hortons. Cause oh. I just, cause I, I'm not going to go to the next closest one. It's too far away. Anyways, I drive up to the door, I get out, I go to open the door and there's a girl walking towards me. So of course I open the door for her. Gentlemen. I let her go in. I then open the second one for her. I let her go in. Gentlemen. She's now at the till before me. I'm standing there looking at my phone, waiting, and she turns around and the person working at Tim Horton says, she's going to pay for your breakfast. And I said, oh, no, 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 it's okay. And the girl goes, no, really, uh, that was really nice that you opened the door for me. And I'm like, well, this story's setting up nice. So you would think. I just finished baseball season and I was given gift certificates for Tim Hortons. And I'm like, you know what? I'd like to buy yours with these gift certificates. Hold on. You're paid to play baseball on Tim Hortons? No, no, no. Oh. You get a gift from, like, it's the end of the year. Oh, you're you the get coach. like a $10. Yeah, I'm the coach. Oh, Sorry. I'm still expecting you to be a player. Oh, no, my son's baseball team. Of course. Oh, Player Sorry. coach? So I've got player coach, yeah. Like Jose Canseco. 
So anyways, I got these gift certificates and I'm pumped to use them because I don't like to have all this stuff in my wallet. Anyways, so I say, I'll buy yours. And she goes, no, no, no. And now I'm risking being in my number one worst scenario of all time, which is arguing with people over a bill. I just don't do it. You pay or I'll pay. Just let's not do that back and forth thing. So anyways, so I walk up. Now I went in there for a wrap, uh, an iced tea, and a apple fritter because it was Friday. Delish. I know. So oh, that's, you, so you run Fritter Fridays? Fritter Fridays. Oh. It's a nice little Fritter treat. Fridays. That's a good program. Yeah. Got to. But I look at the till, and she's only bought something that's amounting to $5.93. So I'm not getting all that. So I decide to just go for the wrap because I'm not going to spend more than her. I already feel bad that I'm doing this. So I get the wrap. It's like $3. So she pays for it. Now we're standing at the thing. And this is taking a long time. So I make small talk. I ask her what she's doing for Canada. Canada Day, sorry. She says, I'm not doing anything. I am watching Harry Potter all weekend because I'm single and all my friends have kids and they're going oh, camping. Oh, 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 this has a romantic falcon It absolutely <laughs> does not. And, uh, <laughs> so I say, well, in my head, thanks for not giving me anything. Anyways, I continue to make small talk with her after what feels like 10 minutes, but it's really only been about two or three. I ask her one more question. Where are you going to work? And she turns to look at me, taking her eyes off the person that's making her bag to tell me the answer. And while she's telling me, they put my wrap in her bag. And so now, and so, so, right. So she answers, she gives me a lame one word answer again. She grabs the bag and she says, well, have a good weekend. And she starts to walk out. So now I'm stuck with this dilemma. Do I say, hey, they put the wrap that you paid for in your bag or do I just let her leave? And so I'm opting for let her leave, but I, for some reason say, hey, I think they might've put, like she didn't, she didn't get to see them put the wrap in the bag. So now I say, I think my wrap might be in your bag. So now we're standing at the door again. It's awkward. She's handing me the wrap that she just bought me. And we leave and we get in each other, we get in our cars. And now I'm sitting there waiting for her to back out so I can go back in and get my apple fritter and iced tea. <laughs> it gets worse. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, she's not leaving. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I get on my phone. I stay. So I see her start to back out. And so I start to back out. And I slowly the inch my back way. Out. And now the drive through is empty. So I go get into the drive through. And I drive right around, and now I'm first in line. And this drive-through at the Lewis Estates one is now up and looking down on the white mud that leads to Ward, oh, yes. Enoch. Yeah, I know exactly. And she turns the corner and drives right past me and looks up at me in the drive-through while I'm ordering my apple fritter and my iced tea. And uh, it felt really, really weird. And this is why I don't go in places. Yeah. Because I'm constantly in those situations. So People now you have worst. someone who's like severely judged you. She's probably forever. thinking to oh, herself, yeah. like, what an asshole. Like, what, like, you know, and all I was trying to do was save her money. I didn't want her to pay for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that was my worst of the weekend. It's why I don't get out of my truck ever. I like this segment. Yeah. I don't listen to this podcast, you know, but I like this segment. I got a million of them. Oh, it's great. Just, I also, well, this speaking I'm, of Tim Hortons, I also took a lot of shit over the weekend because I broke my just generally go to Tim Hortons rule. Not a big fan. Yeah. I don't like the coffee. Uh-huh. Prefer McDonald's with yes, no one, none around. So I went there and I complained about the lid on my coffee yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. And then I ranked definitively. And you threw a little brick in there, which was nice. They have great good lids. What do you want me to say? Yeah. And man, I took shit. The Tim Hortons fans are very passionate wow. about their coffee. They support the lid? They support the lid. Well, I'm the idiot. I'd like not... to see the inside of their cars if they support the lid because well, yeah, you can't cause... crack that thing open and drive. You have to drink like half the coffee to have a chance. That's 100% right. So they were like, well, no, you just got to ask for the dome lid. Ask for the dome lid. My problem with that is I shouldn't have to ask for a better lid. 
exactly. that should just be the standard lid. Yeah, the latte lid. The latte lid. Or why have two lids? Get innovative, like McDonald's, where you've got an insulated cup, yes. great lid, resealable. I don't drink coffee, but what I notice about coffee drinkers is. Do you spill it every single time you have one in your car? No. Only a Tim Hortons Hortons. one. Okay, so like every single person, every single time I'm in their car and they get a coffee, whether it be a road trip, they spill it. Yeah. Like no matter what. It's on their shirt, it's on their pants, or it's all around their cup holder. Yeah, like if you get in a car and you see coffee spot, like, oh, you like Timmy's, eh? Like you can just just tell. Like it's, it's, because you have to drink like half as aggressive, like probably a quarter at least of the coffee and it. It comes piping hot, so it takes a while to get there. Yep. So you don't got that kind of time. You got to get in the car so you can go through the drive-through get your fritter that you awkwardly didn't get <laughs> in that exchange, the right? Worst. So, and then when I'm going through the drive-through, I'm thinking this person just thinks I'm getting a, t- a fritter and an iced tea for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the most healthy breakfast. But then again, but you add Friday. a wrap to that. It's exactly that's all. I only get fritter Friday. Out. People need to recognize fritter Friday is a good thing. I like this. Yeah. Huh. Well, one nice if you like week. that segment, I can. I can tell the story about how my truck got stolen once and I found it. I oh, remember I know oh. this is a gooder. We're gonna, we'll save that for another gonna, one. That is a... Oh, uh, I love that story. Vigilante justice you at its finest. You were me, calling me that day, giving me updates. It was like I was in an episode oh. of America's Most Wanted. That was so good. It was yeah. one of the greatest days of my life. Yeah. Could be a movie. All right, boys. This has been a good one. Should we, we end off with a couple of questions? Just a couple. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Got a couple that came in via Twitter. Let's do this thing. I asked people to send us in questions. They sent some stuff. So let's go around the horn real quick. Josh Hickmore says, what do I do now that there is little to no Oilers news for the next several months? Well, if you're Bob Stoffer, you pick fights with 19-year-old <laughs> prospects and tell them that they're garbage. Jimmy James asks, what is your favorite nail Yakupov moment? Oh, the slide. The slide. The slide. The slide. How can it not be the slide? Also, though, the praying in the stands. I thought that was super cool. And I also loved that when he bought the homeless guy a meal, and the only reason anybody found out about it is that some rando took a picture on social, and then it kind of went out from there. Oh, what also was funny, a yak story, is he came to Little Brick, and he was sitting on the patio by himself for the longest time, and we we came out and we gave him a nation hat, and he put it on immediately. He wore it the whole day. But... Like he sat and he sat in the on the patio out there for probably an hour and a half, and then all of a sudden, like his crew showed up. And wasn't a guy wearing like a hilarious like yeah, nails wearing space? Pants. Yeah, I remember the oh, space. Yeah, oh yeah, nails wearing space pants. Yeah. Didn't he have like a guy come with like a Bolshevik hat on? Oh yeah, it was oh, like yeah. an aggressive outfit. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, Big cock, Carl. <laughs> Doubt it. Says, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carl. We're going to need to see that, baby, Carl. Uh, who is your favorite obscure oiler? I always talk about him. My favorite is Sean Van Allen. He was the answer back in the 90s. Oh, Sean Van Allen. Mine was easily Igor Ulanov. That guy would take a slap shot off the face and wouldn't even phase him. Our boy Ryan oh, Cap. Hold on. Now. Did you have one? Did you have an obscure oiler? Favorite I obscure mean, oiler. My favorite. Ramo Rutzelainen. I don't know. He was number 10 back in the day. Good name. Oh yeah, Rutzelainen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the first finish that I liked. Don't love, remember love why. More fan. than Curry. Was he? Maybe he was Swedish. Oh, I don't know. It was the first, literally the first name that came to my head when you said oh, it. So put him on the spot. Guys. I don't know got anything him. about him. Ryan, our boy Ryan, Captain Underscore Felton asks. Oh, oh he's back. He's, he's back, back for another back round. Again. Is there a weird playoff tradition you have, or were you able to dust off for the last year? Mine is I carry a mini Stanley Cup on my person for every game, and he sent a picture of us or of him hoisting a tiny little Stanley Cup. Any traditions, boys? Oh, I had a little mini Stanley Cup at the Druid for Game Seven of the 06 Cup Finals that I'd purchased at the 
Seven Eleven across the street, and I threw it in rage when I was kicked out crying. Mine changes year over year, just depending on like what happened, like either in game one or right before. So like mine last last playoff run was wearing my Latestu jersey because I I'm I'm fortunate enough to be a man of three Oilers jerseys. Well, actually now four. I got a signed Jujar jersey, but uh, so it's Nuge, McDavid, Latestu, and I wore Latestu to game one in San Jose. Uh, and they won, so I stuck with it for the rest of the playoffs. Mine and, was the uh, R.I.P. D.O.D. hoodie. I wore that every single game last year in the playoffs. I have a special Hope Will Never Die gray Oilers Nation shirt that I don't wear unless it's important. And because of MVP Parker Knox, one of the greatest citizens of the nation of all times, insisting the Oilers are going to win Connor McDavid in the lottery in the, in the run-up to it. Like, insistent. I was like, very well, I will wear the shirt. And I wore the shirt, and then the thing happened. Mm. And that sh- shirt is sitting in the uh, closet, and it's only going to come out if big shit needs to go down. My tradition also changes like JR's, but the last cup run in 06, uh, I just go to Mexico, I lose all my money, mm. and then I cry in the nowhere bar <laughs> in Puerto Vallarta. That's what I do. I was... beat, remember the game when we beat Anaheim? Yeah, remember so how... we, like, because we landed, like, we landed no basically like, with, like the end of At the first period, like yep. landed. Yeah. And then we get to the hotel and Chalmers like immediately doesn't even check into the hotel. He just, just like leaves his shit yeah. and just hops in the cab and goes straight to the nowhere bar to catch the rest so of the game. Much. Yeah, I know. Tr- that then, was back when I was a fan. You'll <laughs> be back. You'll be back. You're doing a podcast. Now. I know. Uh, Yukon Jack asks me specifically, if Bag Milk was to dispose a body, where would he? how would he do it? And obviously the answer, Yukon, is you can't find what it doesn't exist. So I eat the body. Going forward. Wow. Did you learn that that KGB is, camp? That is That's the right. dark side. That is the dark side there. That's just for you. you we want to get into what I, like, as a house builder, I've often thought that after you dig a basement and you excavate it and you're just about to pour a concrete floor, you could get, like, a mini excavator inside that basement and <laughs> dig, like, another 10 feet down, fill it, and then put a slab over it. And, I mean, they've, they've nailed out slabs before to find bodies. Like, somebody's done it. <laughs> I actually recently heard of this, and I was like, oh. Someone took themselves up on the offer. Yeah. Let it be known we do not condone no, murder I or do. the I think hiding of bodies. You know who the last person that's going to hide a body in a basement now is? This guy. The person that just said it. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. gone on record. So, yeah. I, I heard along you're doing with... a basement renovation at Little Brick. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Interesting. And you want to make dig it deeper. Yes. Nope. Just extra brick walls around one little part. <laughs> if you have a body to hide, come to Little Brick. Make sure it's done before the podcast studio's in. Zach says, why do fast food workers never give me enough dipping sauces? Oh, amen. You're always fighting for more ketchup or more McChicken sauce. Boys, that's where the margins are. I know. That's where you kill them. Kills me Oodle Noodle doesn't have higher portion control on sauce. We have a drum of plum sauces at the house. Nice. Because yeah. we order oodle noodles so much. If you go get order of spring rolls, which comes with five, you get about seven. Plum but I always sauces. wonder if that's for us. I wonder if they're always like, "Oh, the the, the boys are ordering. We'll put eight hundred plum sauces in the order like they like." I have, gonna, a, dipping, I have a dipping today. sauce tip rule when I go to get takeout at a type of restaurant like that. Is if I go in there and I ask for extra sauces and they charge me for them, I do not tip on just the takeout. Oh. But if they don't charge me for it, then I tip, hmm. and I tip tip heavily. Heavy. Yeah, well, just because so they know, like, thank you for not making a big deal of the three extra hoisin sauces I needed, or the one extra fish sauce. You got it all figured out, don't you? I mean, sauce on side. Figure it, when they start to figure it out, they realize that they make the tip when they don't charge me for the extra sauces. Genius! It's genius! It's genius! 
Our friends at Japa ask, what was my favorite piece of equipment to drive? It was the backhoe thingy, the big thingy. I'm sure that was the technical term for it. And uh, am I now cooler than Wanya and the Squire? And I believe the answer is yes, of course. Are you cooler than him? Oh, certainly you are. Certainly now that I've driven that. You're definitely more handy. Last but not least comes from our friend Reed Rowland. Is Wanya Gretz really Daryl Cates? Billionaire businessman extraordinaire loves the Oilers, Connor, and Brazilian women. Or am I reading into this too much? Wow. What's that guy's name again? Our friend Reed Rowland. Ah, Reed, my old chum. The other day, my friend, I was walking down the stairs of Little Brick and hit my head so hard on the overhang that I fell down the stairs and both my elbows are scraped. Do you think that Daryl Cates would be banging his head on a 1902 basement covered in dust and excrement? God bless you. The answer is no. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.